This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. I mean, stop singer. Toss on up the first in time to get seven. Three-run homer. Robinson can off the lefty specialist, Fernando Abad, and the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye, baseball. Straight away, center field. Cano and Cruz go back to back. And the king, when the Mariners needed him the most, two hits over seven scoreless innings. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. All right, welcome back. Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Thanks for being here. Mariners off day yesterday. They go back at it tonight. Can't wait to see you at Safeco Field. Three against the A's, three against the Angels coming up. Mariners and A's, the first of three. Felix Hernandez on the hill tonight. He'll take the ball against Andrew Triggs. And then tomorrow, Paxton will get the ball. Undetermined who the A's will throw. And then a tough one coming up on Thursday. Erasmo against Sean Manaya, Already a no-hitter under his belt. ERA later. He has been ridiculous. But the Mariners 16 and 11. They've won five of six. Seven and three road trip. A chance to rest up yesterday and against the Oakland A's today. The A's playing some good baseball overall. 14 and 14 on the season. I guess before we dive into the preview, I'll tell you what's coming up. Mitch Hanniger coming up. Great conversation with Shannon Dreyer. That's going to be fantastic. Rick Riz had a really nice conversation with Nelson Cruz about hitting that I think you'll enjoy. That comes up in a little bit. The week that was. Didn't play it yesterday. We'll play it today. If you like home runs, you will enjoy the week that was because there were a lot. And Riz Remembers, which I have not played on a podcast yet, a new feature we've been running on the radio broadcast from time to time. I think you'll really enjoy this one. Riz remembers about Edgar's final day in the big leagues. So all that is coming up. So the A's 14 and 14 coming in. They've lost their last two, but overall solid. Nine and four in the last 13. Really, it's been their offense doing the job. Third in batting average in the league. Third in on base percentage. Fourth in slugging. Fifth in runs scored. Fourth in doubles. They've really packed a punch in the middle. A lot of it on the back of Jed Lowry, who's off to a ridiculous start. As you know, too, Chris Davis is always a problem for the Mariners. 17 home runs since the beginning of 16 against the M's. That's five more than the second most, which is Mike Trout. He always seems, he already has three this year against the M's in his series. Matt Olson, Matt Chapman of the Young Corners. So. The A's pack a punch offensively. They have struggled in the rotation at times. ERA about middle of the pack in the American League. Bullpen, too, has been an issue. Mariners took two of three from the A's in mid-April. The only game the A's got was the one Manaya threw. It was a 2-1 to one ball game. But the A's able to put up some runs against Oakland in the first two games of that series. They put 17 runs on the board, including a five-run seventh inning in the game on the 13th that the Mariners got. 
Keep in mind, too, the Mariners coming off two games against Cleveland where they scored 22 runs on 26 hits, eight home runs along the way. Cleveland at the time, before the series started, a 2.83 ERA, second best in the big leagues. Right now it's at 3.59. I mean, it jumped a ton in just the Mariners series because of what they were able to do. Cleveland, an ERA over 6, 6-2-0 against the Mariners this year, 3-2-7 against everyone else. Mariners scored 42, or Cleveland gave up 42 earned runs against the Mariners in 61 innings. Pretty remarkable stuff in that series. Everybody on fire. I mean, Mitch Hanniger on the trip, batted 385, six homers, 12 RBIs, five doubles, and 10 runs scored. And, uh, boy, we'll hear from him in just a second. Felix Hernandez on the mound tonight, 7-10 first pitch, Safeco Field. We'll talk about this one tomorrow. Right now, here's Mitch Hanniger. Mitch, obviously off to such a good start. And it was funny because we watched you in spring training and a little setback in spring training. Absolutely no panic on your part every time you talked to us. Hits weren't quick to come. You went and you got your extra at-bats, and all of a sudden the season starts. What was kind of vital for you to get in in spring to get to where you are right now? I just keep trusting in the work and the process of, you know, putting all the time and effort into uh, in the weight room and in the batting cage that things turn around and yeah I definitely didn't have the spring I wanted but um, luckily I was in a position this year where I wasn't really um, having to win my job they kind of told me look just get your bats and we know you'll be right and um, I knew I'd, I'd get back to where I want to be eventually and just kept you know kept going at it. Heading out of last year what did you want to kind of work on and bring into this season? Um, just kind of improving everything, really. Um, every offseason, big focus of mine is just building strength and speed, and um, that will be the focus for however long I play every every offseason. And um, just improving in kind of every category as far as hitting goes, um, improving timing, power, uh, hitting the ball to all fields, that's kind of been the focus and still an ongoing process. And I'm um, just trying to learn as much as I can every day and, and be more comfortable and, and learn from other hitters and, and watch video and just gain as much knowledge as possible. You mentioned the mental side of it, and we can see what you've done on the physical side, and we've kind of gone over some of the things that you've done in the offseason, where you go. The mental side, how do you work on that? Uh, luckily here we have a really good mental strength coach or mental skills coach, Darren McMains, and uh, I talk to DMAC all the time. He sends me stuff, and I, um, I work through a Vision Pursue app, just kind of mindfulness meditation stuff, and just kind of helps you stay in the present moment I think that's the biggest thing you know even away from baseball is just staying fully present and um, that's been a huge focus of mine definitely over the past year and I started getting into it in college but I think I've gotten better and better each year. How long have you done the vision pursuit? Uh, I started last year and um, got kind of more into it this off season, and then I try to do it every day um, during the season. Okay, give me some tips because I tried and I'm not good with it. <laughs> it's like everything else you got to create habit. Whether it's a, you know, for me, I like to do it a lot right before I go to sleep or, um, you know, we're on the on the road. Usually I take like a midday 30-minute nap, and so I'll try to do it right before then because it gets me really calm and it's easy for me to fall asleep. Um, but, yeah, if you just create a routine, it's a lot easier to go back to it and it becomes part of your daily habit. So that's my biggest advice for anyone else trying to get into it. How does the mindfulness play into baseball? Um, huge, because there's a lot of external factors, you know, batting average, uh, weather, all these other different things. But if you can just kind of stay focused on what you can control and, and where you want your mind to be and just keeping it calm, um, 
it just lets your true ability come out and it's so much easier said than done and I still struggle with it every day but I'm just trying to get better and better and I think I've been making um, a lot of improvements over the past couple of years. Hitting in this lineup and you've had the opportunity to do it in different spots in the lineup uh, how different is that with what they've built this year? Yeah I mean our lineup's been great um, for me I, I don't really kind of goes along with the control and controllables kind of stuff. I don't really care about where I hit. Um, just try to focus on seeing the ball and hit swinging at good pitches and hitting it hard. And luckily I've had some really good hitters that have been surrounding me in the lineup and that definitely makes it easier. You can't really pitch around guys in our lineup because the next guy right after him, you know, a lot of times it's just as good as hitter. So it's been, it's been fun to watch. It's been fun to play with these guys. I know some of your at-bats have helped those behind you and then you get help from those ahead of you. What do you look for if a guy is having kind of more of a lengthy at bat before you, um, mostly just kind of what the guy, what the pitcher, what what sequences he's going to, as far as how he's pitching guys and what he's throwing for strikes and what he's not being able to control. But um, yeah, those are mainly two of the things. And then for me, just sticking with my own approach and sticking with my strengths and, and um, you know understand that a guy might not want to come at me with fastballs, but eventually, you know, if I take if I take some pitches, he will, and eventually he will miss. So just sticking to those those things. Well, it seems like it's all working right now, Mitch. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Here's Rick Riz with Nelson Cruz talking some hitting. Chance to sit down and talk a little hitting with uh, one of the best hitters in the American League. He has been for a long time, D.H., Nelson Cruz. Nelly, let's go back a number of years. So what, what does it take to be a, a good hitter at this level? Uh, first of all, thank you for the chance, you know. I don't think I'm a good hitter still, you know. I still have a lot of holes. But I think experience, you know, know what to expect from, from the post and the hitters, you know, and have an idea what what you can what you can do with the bat and take advantage of any situation you can see in the field. This is a show kind of built around for kids. So where did you start? I mean, start as far as feeling comfortable in home plate, starting with a stance, where you held your hands. I'm sure you experimented with a lot of different things. Where did that all start for you, and how did you come up with what you have right now? Yeah, I, I was one of those hitters that used to hit straight line, with both feet straight. In uh, 2007, I got sent down to play, and I got hard to work with the hitting coach down there. We, he came up with the idea to, after see Carlos Lee, uh, Derek Lee, yeah. uh, those guys that hit with the open stance. And uh, we got kind of similarity at the body, you know, and the way we can hit the ball with, with power. So that's when I started my, my change, my, my, my stand. Did it help you see the ball better with the open stance? I know it ha- happened for Jay Buhner that way too. Yeah, 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 no doubt. I mean, you, you can see the, the ball with both sides, <laughs> the most important thing. And then, uh, you can, I mean, I get a little bit the better rhythm uh, with, with that stand also. Visited with Nelson Cruz here on Rick's Tips. And, Nelson, when I see a guy with a 300 batting average, I see a guy that uses foul line to foul line. Now, you're a power hitter. You're a slugger who can hit. You hit the ball the other way. How did you learn hitting the ball the other way for you as a right-handed hitter? Yeah, like I said, I think uh, experience, you know, after swing a miss a few times, ground balls a few times to the uh, left side, you know, and figure out that uh, if you want to be successful, you have to learn to go the other way. I mean, it's not easy. Sometimes you get in struggle that you don't find a way to hit it the other way. Uh, but you got to stick with your approach, you know, and, and, and trust what you have, you know. Just let the, the ball travel a little deeper, you know, and, and uh, just swing it, you know. The result's going to happen. Tell me a little bit about who had the 
greatest influence on you as a hitter and what you're doing right now? A lot of coaches, you know. I've been with a lot of coaches, I think, uh, through the years. The most important one is the ones that, that when you're coming up as a minors, you know, they, they yeah. teach you the, the approach and they teach you the, the fundamental hitting. So yeah. that would be Evaristo uh, Antigua. He's a Dominican coach. I was working with him for a long time when so was coming up. Are you the same type of hitter with, with two strikes as you are before you get to two strikes? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I tried, we tried to put the ball in play with two strikes. You shut it up, you swing. Just uh, find a way to, to put the ball in play. That's basically the, the mindset. I know it's an easy question, tough answer, but how do you hit the ball so far like you do? I know you're a big, strong guy, and you hit the ball a long way, but when did that power come for you? Uh, since I was a kid, that's something yeah. that I guess uh, I was gifted with. It. Uh, I remember playing in the street. You know, I was the kid that hit the ball farther when I was playing in school. I was the kid that would hit the ball farther after I signed. That was the saying, and in the minors, that was the saying. And I guess now, I mean, probably not. It's not the same, but I still hit the ball farther. You know, there's a lot that goes in, into being a good hitter, and it's knowing what the pitcher is trying to do. Uh, when did that part uh, come for you, just experience and finding out what he throws and when he wants to throw certain pitches? Yeah, I think it's starting the pitchers, you know, uh, that's one of the biggest things. Uh, I try to uh, have a pretty good idea before I go to bed. Uh, I would like to watch the videos and, and have a seat bad uh, against righties, hitters, uh, my simulator type of swing, you know, guys that hit homers, and I go from there. I'm sure you look at a lot of video. Do you learn more from the good swings on the video or the not-so-good swings on the video to fix things? It depends. I like to go see the, the good swings. I like to watch the, my good swings, and uh, even when I'm doing s- slow in my swing, you know, go back and, and see the, the line drives, the ball that I hit in the gap, uh, you know, and that's what I try to copy. What's your best advice, last question, for kids who want to, do what you do, you know, you know, swing the bat the way that you do. Uh, what's the best advice you'd give to a kid? Well, I think uh, the best advice you can have is everything is start with the practice, you know. Um, whatever you do in the practice is going to come and show in the game. So my approach in Bayern practice is to hit the ball the other way, line drives, you know, and try to uh, implement that for the game. And have some fun. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's, that's the most important thing, enjoy the game, you know, and, and have fun. Here's Riz Remembers. Welcome back to another edition of Riz Remembers. As today we turn back the hands of time till October 2004, the final day for Edgar Martinez in the big leagues. Down low and Edgar will come up representing the tying run in this ball game and listen to this standing ovation as Edgar is announced perhaps for the last time in an 18-year excellent career. An 18-year, soon-to-be-determined Hall of Fame career. Definitely Mariner Hall of Fame, Cooperstown, perhaps. Flash bulbs going off every pitch to Edgar Martinez here in the bottom half of the eighth inning on this 3rd of October, 2004. Closing day. Brocale is set. The 1-1 pitch to Edgar. Swat on ground ball back to the mound. Brocale goes down to second for one. And the throw back to first. The double play. 
Here comes the goodbye standing ovation for Edgar Martinez. Edgar being called out one more time. He'll come out. Here he comes. Edgar Martinez going over shaking hands with fans. Coming out getting one last acknowledgement. Listen to this. And Edgar tapping his heart telling the fans how much he loves them. So perhaps Edgar has passed our way for the last time. And listen. tribute to a fantastic man he played his entire career right here in seattle became one of the all-time greats in a mariner's uniform and the best designated hitter ever in the history of the game i'll never forget number 11 walking down the steps and out of our view for the final time in october of 2004 when edgar martinez uh, retired october the 3rd 2004 there was a huge surprise for him that Commissioner Bud Selig would step up to the microphone and say, from henceforth, the designated hitter award in the American League would forever be known as the Edgar Martinez Award. Because of your record on this night, the designated hitter award for the American League will be forever be named the Edgar Martinez Award. Congratulations. I came to this land with a dream. That dream was realized here in Seattle, the best city of this great country. You fans were the biggest part of that dream. And the week that was. This is the week that was. A look back on highlights and events of the Mariners past week. On Mariners Magazine. 1-0. Swung on and drilled to center field. The shield's back. He's at the warning track. He makes a leap at the wall. This one is out of here. Kiss that baseball goodbye as Mitch Hanniger has done it again. He continues to sizzle here in Texas. His seventh home run of the season. Here comes the 1-1. Swung on and blasted deep to left field. This one is long gone. <laughs> Halfway up the seats in left center field. A no-doubter for Mike Zanino. His first hit, his first home run of 2018. And that was a serious wallop. For me, the biggest thing was ju just seeing the pitch and being on time. And the first series, you get a little anxious, sort of still seeing how my body feels, getting my swing off. And... Uh, Getting back into that shape, having you mean that three weeks off, and uh, you know, now getting back here, having a handful of at bats under my belt, I, I felt like my at bats were were much better as a whole yesterday. Gonzalez, he's set. Here comes the 0-2, strike three called. A heater crackling over the corner. Davidson goes down looking the third time he's been punched out. The eighth strikeout of the game for Gonzalez matches his Mariners high, and he's out of trouble here in the sixth inning. Here comes the 3-2. Swung on and clubbed to right field. This is deep. Back on it is Thompson. Warning track looking up. It's into the Mariners' bullpen. See you later. Mike Zanino bashing one the other way. And the Mariners have taken the lead. 
Zanino's second blast of the season, his second extra base hit of the game, and the Mariners on top, four to three here in Chicago. Two balls, two strikes, two outs, bottom of the ninth. Here comes the 2-2 pitch. Strike three called the slider. He froze him on the outside corner, and that is the ball game. Edwin Diaz seals it for the Mariners. Another one-run win here in Chicago as they take the series 4-3, to three, the final score here in Game 3 of the series. Well, he's, he's maturing. I think he's, you'll see him kind of gather himself when he throws a couple balls that you know, are running up out of the, the strike zone to kind of put it all together, step off the mound get back in tune to what he's supposed to be doing, whether it's a little, you know, uh, pointer mechanically or what he needs to do there. So Eddie's in a good spot, throwing the ball great. Uh, hopefully we can get him out there again tonight. Cleveland City of Light, City of Magic. Cleveland City of Light, you're calling me. Here's the pitch to D. Swung on, cracked into left center field gap. Long run, Davis. He's not going to get there. It's one hop off the wall. Healy is running harder around third. He's being waved in. Gordon's helmet flies off around second base. Healy's going to slide home safely. Gordon flying into third. He's got a triple. D. Gordon, an RBI triple here in the third inning, and the Mariners are on the board. It's the Mariners one. It's the Indians nothing. Two balls, two strikes. Paxton twists, steals, swing, and a miss. He's got another one. Rocking up the K's, another cutter as Kipnis waves on through. Punch out number nine for James Paxton. Here comes the 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. And James Paxton has tied his career high number 10 as Gomes just whiffs through a 96-mile-per-hour heater up in the zone. No chance for Gomes. Strikeout number 10. Diaz set. Lindor goes. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. A disappearing slider. And Ramirez swings right on through the punch out. And that is the ball game. The Mariners have won a thriller in game one here in Cleveland. From the wonderful world of sports, we bring you Home Run Derby. Rasco is set. Here's the pitch to Gene. Swung on hammered to center field. This is deep. Back is Zimmer. He's at the warning track looking up. It is gone. Center field. Gene Segura, a two-run blast. The 1-0. Swung on and lasered to center field. This is barreled up. Back is a center fielder, Zimmer. He looks up. That ball is history. Gone over the center field wall. Nelson Cruz. A solo smash to dead center field, the second home run of the inning. 1-0. Swung on and blasted. High and deep to right field. Back, back, and gone. Six rows deep over the right field wall. Kyle Seeger lift off in Cleveland, his fourth home run, and the Mariners are pouring it on here in the fourth inning. It is 10-1 Mariners. The pitch to Healy swung on and ripped to center field. This is deep. Zimmer back looking up. It is into the shrubbery over the center field wall. Gone. Ryan Healy, a two-run bomb. Dead center field. The Mariners tack on two more. As the M's extend the lead, it is 12-4 Mariners. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 